Alrighty, yo, what's going on, y'all? We are back, and man, I missed y'all very, very, very much. Uh, but you know, we're we're in the process of getting, you know, I've announced some big news here shortly. You know, God willing, this uh, this plan we have doesn't fall through, and uh, we're able to execute what we're looking at right now. But welcome back to the Notorious Sports Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Damian Bartonic, and we have a jam-packed episode today. It's going to be a strictly NBA draft episode with the NBA draft uh, coming next week uh, on the 19th. Uh, I cannot wait. And, um, you know, we're, we're me and Ann are very excited. I'm going to kick it to Ann so you can run down the show. But this is going to be a great NBA episode for all of our NBA fans out there. Uh, tune in, you know, relax, sit back, and uh, enjoy these next, you know, 40, 45 minutes. All right, y'all. Uh, like Dame said, it's going to be a huge NBA episode here. Draft board 2.0, I guess, is what this would be because we did a smaller one. Uh, except we're going to do 40 players, so our top 40 prospects in the NBA draft that's coming up here soon. Um, uh, we already talked about it a little bit. My setup's a little bit different than Dame's, so we're going to both just kind of give our spiels on each player and each tier and what m- – made those tiers uh just give our opinions on some of the players um most likely going to be different than a lot of the other ones y'all seen because uh, i mean everybody has different opinions about what's valuable in a player um but other than that only big news since we're talking about nba is december 22nd is when next season will begin uh so yeah we're ready to get into it uh you want to go first yeah so um our previous episodes, whenever we did the uh, our original big board, we just did 14 prospects. Uh, I'm not going to go through my tier one, tier two, tier three. I'll just tell you what players are in them so you know if you, in case you didn't listen to our previous episodes. Uh, my tier one, uh, no, 1.1 is LaMelo Ball. Uh, 1.2 is Killian Hayes. 1.3 is James Wiseman. 1.4 is Onyeka Okongwu. 1.5 is Anthony Edwards. And my tier two prospects, I have uh, 2.1, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, 2.2, Denny Avdija, 2.3, Devin Vassell, 2.4, Kira Lewis Jr., 2.5, Tyrese Maxey, uh, and I added Isaac Okoro, uh, 2.6, into my tier two prospects. And then lastly, my tier three prospects, I added uh, one player, uh, 3.2, or 3.1 rather, is uh, uh, Alexi Pokusevsky. Uh, 3.2 is Cole Anthony, uh, 3.3 is Jameis Ramsey, uh, and 3.4 is RJ Hampton. Um, now we'll just go directly into my tier four prospects. Uh, these prospects for me are three and D prospects. They can be instant contributors for a championship roster right now. Um, sky's the limit for them should teams, you know, develop properly, but I think more so these guys have lower ceilings. Uh, I added the sky's the limit kind of little feature in it just so you can get an idea of, hey, these guys may not be superstars, but sky is the limit in their role. Uh, As far as the confines of their role and what they're going to be asked to do, they can be highly productive. Um, So tier four, 4.1, I have uh, Sadiq Bey. Uh, 4.2, I have Josh Green. 4.3, I have uh, Aaron Neesmith. 4.4, I have Desmond Bain. Uh, 4.5, I have Jalen Smith, and 4.6, I have Jaden McDaniels. Now, Sadiq Bey through Desmond Bain, I feel like they have very similar roles. They'll have very similar roles in the NBA. Uh, that's Bey, Green, Naismith, and uh, Bain. 
I think they'll all be, you know, high-level 3 and D players. Some of them, uh, like in Josh Green's case, he's a much better defensive player than he's an offensive player right now, uh, and that's fine. I think right now these guys will be best utilized and going forward as a 3 and D player, and everyone knows in the NBA, 3 and D wings, three-point shooting, catch-and-shoot ability, um, and honestly, of the ability to play make, um, not necessarily as a primary facilitator or a secondary facilitator, rather just in general, being able to facilitate and make you know proper reads, you know reactive passing, um, that's not a bad thing, especially from role players. And I feel like all four of those guys who I just mentioned uh, that are kind of in that group together, they all can do. Uh, lastly, Jalen Smith, 4.5. I have him there because he's a weird prospect for me. I'm kind of coming around to him just in terms of I feel like he can space the floor. He can shoot the three a little bit. Uh, I think he has some upside, upside as a shooter, as a shooter rather. Um, he can protect the basket well. I think he can rebound well. Uh, he plays with high effort, high intensity. And I like his game a lot more. To many people would kind of say him and Precious Achua kind of you know rival each other, kind of similar. But I think Jalen Smith is head and shoulders above him. And then lastly, Jaden McDaniels. Um, 6'10", or 6'9", or something like that. Something crazy. He, he is very tall, uh, you know, a pretty skinny, but has has length on his side, and um, he's, an, he's an intense defensive prospect already. Offensively, he's a work in progress. Um, he's not as polished as Isaac Okoro in the sense of offensively, Okoro is a great passer, a great cutter, works well off the ball. I think Jaden McDaniels doesn't do that <laughs> whatsoever right now. Um but he's very raw right now. I think he kind of fits into what I mentioned about tier four players, that the sky's the limit if you def- if you uh, uh, develop them properly. He's one of those players where archetype-wise, body-wise, he fits very well for what the modern NBA will ask. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm you know, coming around to his game as well. But these guys, these, these tier four players, I think – are most valuable in this NBA right now. That's why I have them at Tier 4, and that's why I outlined it the way I did. Because my next tier of Tier 5 players, they're probably going to be best utilized in a bench role or, or as a sixth-man role. I don't think they have upside to be a starting point guard in the NBA, but they're valuable still. Um, I just feel like they're best utilized as bench players, and these guys can be starting-level talents in the NBA. Nice. Um <laughs> I'm going to go over my Tier 1 and Tier 2 again because if anyone remembers last time we did this, I had, like, two players in Tier 1, and then it was everybody just kind of grouped in Tier 2. Um, but now I broke it down a little bit more exclusively for Tier 1 and Tier 2. Tier 1 is obviously the best of the best, has all-star potential in their future, um, maybe a couple of chips, stuff like that. Uh, so Tier 1, um, 1A uh, is LaMelo Ball. Uh, I think that's pretty a consensus, consensus tier one player. Uh, I have Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, uh, Onyeka Okungwu, and Killian Hayes actually made my tier one. And then my tier two, just barely, because if we end up doing this again before the draft next week, uh, I have Denny at six, or my sixth best prospect, number one in tier two. I could see him bumping up to tier one for me. Um, then I have Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Halliburton, Obi Toppin. I have Cole Anthony and Isaac Okuro in my tier two players. Um, I have Cole Anthony up here, um, because I, I believe he, if he lands in the right situation, he can fill a six man role for a championship level team. And I think that's 
pretty valuable and pretty notable for him. And I don't see him being a star like as a starter, I don't think he'll be as good as he is as a six man. Like I think he'll do better in a Dennis Schroeder, Lou Will kind of role. Um because I see his offense ability as far as scoring and shot creating for himself as his best quality. So I think that's where he'll end up the best. Um, and then I had mine set up as the rest. So I'll just read from, I guess it's 12 to 20 on my list. I'll just read them off real quick. Uh, the rest, so probably closer to what equivalence to your tier three uh, would be Kira Lewis, uh, Devin Vassell, RJ Hampton, Josh Green, Tyler Bay, Jalen Smith, Sadiq Bay. Ale- how I think it's Alexis Pokusevsky. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> and then Aaron Naismith is my 20th. Um, so, yeah, with those, those are just kind of line up to with your uh, tier three. Could be starters, I believe could be bench players it could go either way um they're just right there in the middle can elevate a team right now that's already that doesn't need like that star power to push them over the edge but more like like the clippers or the the borderline teams that are right there uh but that's why i have all those guys there uh hopefully y'all didn't turn you know off the podcast because i accidentally forgot something in my tier three i made an on-air audible as we're recording I saw I saw that I have I had three point two, three point three, three point four, and three point five. I forgot one player. Uh, it was my three point one. It was Obi Toppin. Yeah, completely forgot Obi Toppin. I don't know why my Microsoft Word document didn't uh, place that. I don't know. I don't know where he, where he went. I He's literally gone. had a, I had a paragraph on him, and it's, it literally I'm looking at my notes right now. So yes, my apologies, everyone uh, listening. Three point one is Obi Toppin. Uh, that's my tier three. Three point one uh, prospect. Um. Yeah, that would have been bad if I didn't even have him mentioned at all. That'd be horrible. You're uh, welcome. I know. I would have just lost. <laughs> I would have just lost all credibility with Draft Twitter. But uh, so my tier five players, uh, are guards slash players best utilized in a bench role. Uh, can be solid secondary facilitators or um, third level facilitators, um, or third option facilitators rather. Rather, um, solid scoring off the bounds, athleticism, scoring, passing, defense could be one of their best traits. Uh, in this mix, and uh, I have 5.1 Tyrell Terry. I think if he plays, if he gets on a championship team, he will be an instant impact player. Uh, same thing with Devon Dotson, who just recently passed. Um, he just recently uh, posted rather a 40 and a half inch vertical at the NBA Draft Combine. Um, very underrated prospect. Another one that I think will be great uh, in a six man role. Um, you know, point guard role off the bench. Uh, 5.3, I have uh, Theo Maladon. Um, a lot of people are a little, you know, iffy on him. They they really don't like his game. He has a little bit of shades of Shy Gilgis Alexander for me, uh, just with the patience he plays with. But um, I'm not going to say he's going to be shy, but, you know, I think right now off the bench is going to be his best fit. 5.4, Trey Jones, another player who's uh, I think could be best utilized, you know, off the bench for a, a championship team. 5.5, Nico Mannion. 5.6, uh, Robert Woodard, someone who's a, a two-way player who I think would be really nice in the back end of the first round or high in the second round. A team like Minnesota could use him. Um, I think he has good 3 and D potential. Um, next, 5.7 is Malachi Flynn. 
Um, uh, next after that is 5.8 Cassius Winston, 5.9 Cassius Stanley, 5.10 um, Leandro Bomaro. Now this prospect, a lot of people are high on, um, just because of his passing ability. Like I mentioned earlier, the ability to play make um, as a primary or secondary facilitator, even a third um, a facilitator, is is pretty important in this modern NBA. Uh, Balmero can pass. Uh, I think he has high pick and roll upside, but everything other than that is a huge question mark. From scoring, shooting, athleticism, defense, everything other than his passing is a question, and he's not a great passer, if that makes sense. LaMelo Ball, people could say, oh, well, you can say the same about LaMelo. LaMelo is an exceptional elite passing guard. I don't believe Balmaro is that. Um, Next, 5.11, Elijah Hughes. And then lastly, 5.12, Isaiah Joe. Uh, So I'm going to just go 21 on my list to 30. Um, These guys are the guys I think are borderline first round, could be early second round picks. Uh, so 21 is Jimmy S. Ramsey. Uh, my f- first, he's definitely going in the first round for me, <laughs> but he's on that border of, he could end up going to like 20, like 22, 23 to like, I think that's a Denver, right? Um, I don't know if that's a great fit for him, but to like that level team, uh, 22, I have Theo Maladon, uh, 23, Jaden McDaniels. 24, Trey Jones. 25, Tyrell Terry. Uh, 26, Cassius Stanley. I have 27, Patrick Williams. 28, I have Leonardo Balmero, or Leonardo, however you say his first name. <laughs> and then I, I agree with you with him. It's He's so low because he's good at a couple things, but there's more question marks about him than there are positives. Uh but who knows if he goes to a late a late round and goes to a good team? That's always a good situation for most players. And then twenty nine, I had Reggie Perry, and then thirty, I had Vernon Carey Jr. And then that's that's probably what my what lines up with your f- five. Yeah, tier five is what those players are. So better you utilize off the bench. Not really gonna be too many all star appearances from this this area of the draft yeah. but i mean this draft is going to be loaded with role players i feel like and that's what a lot of these players are here from 21 to 30 for me um i'm gonna go into my final tier which is tier six um i'm gonna send another disclaimer out too basically i know some people who are listening are like oh they're not doing a big board typical to what we're used to um in a sense i could i i agree but i feel like this way is better because we're outlining our tiers with potential roles and where we think they're at right now um that's why like for example someone like a Sadiq Bey or Josh Green would be higher on my board or Tyrell Terry uh Devon Dotson would be higher Patrick Williams would be higher on my overall prospect big board um which I think is something you're probably going closer to is like you're thinking of the best players yeah me I'm doing a little bit of that like I did that with the first you know two tiers but after that I really broke it down to like their role and where I could see them doing and where I think they're at right now. Yeah. Um, I feel like that just really, I feel like that kind of adds a little bit more context to it. Next time I do it, or rather I think the next time we film this, we'd like, we do another episode. Um, we'll do a big board. I'll go like regular, just like prospects, best or worst and all that yeah. stuff. Uh, but as I was doing this, 
throughout the week and, and, you know, finishing it up last night, I was like, man, if I just go off best prospects, man, I'd be here for hours talking about people. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, what's it called? But my tier six pro- uh, is a uh, prospect slash players who need the most work, uh, low end bench players, uh, no, no true diagnosis on where their careers could go. Uh, they're either like immensely one dimensional, you know, they might not fit in the modern NBA, just big question mark players. Um, First is gonna be Patrick Williams, six point one. Uh, he's very, very raw right now. Um, mid range, you know, he's. I, I feel he's best cooking in the mid range, shooting mid range jump shots. Uh, he's a good cutter off the ball, but outside of that, I mean, defensively, he's he's a solid defender, but he's not really good at anything right now. Uh. He's very young, though, but he's also very raw, and you can see that. Uh, 6.2, I have uh, Precious Achua. Uh, 6.3, I have Isaiah Stewart. Uh, 6.4, I have Tyler Bay. Uh, 6.5, I have Zeke Naji. 6.6, I have Paul Reed. And then 6.7, I have Vernon Carey. So, overall, I think in Precious Achua's case... Um, he's a player that a lot of you know people like, and I'm for me his play style. When you look at how he plays and you look at the modern NBA, he his his game is so similar to a guy like Kenneth Fareed. And you look at Kenneth Fareed, who early in the 2010s, you know he was a great player. You know everyone loved Kenneth Fareed. Now he doesn't work. It doesn't work in the NBA. So that's why I'm like I don't know where his career could go. Same thing with Isaiah Stewart. Um. Uh, you know, Tyler Bay's another one who doesn't shoot threes, can't space the floor. Um, I'm kind of in the middle with these guys. I don't know where they could go. And unless you're going to be like Brandon Clark and, and just play an immense game between zero to three feet and, and just dominate and be very – or not necessarily dominate, but just be very efficient and effective with your shooting and, and you know, playing, playing close to the rim like that. It's going to be very hard to stick in the NBA long term. And that's why I have these guys where they're at because I don't know where they could go. Patrick Williams, I would like him in the Spurs system. But I would be lying if I said he isn't. I would be lying if I said that I, I wouldn't be very excited because. Um, that I would be very excited rather because I don't I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know how he, he can pan out. He's someone who. He, his 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 game is very raw on both ends, and for the Spurs right now, that doesn't line up for their timeline with all their young players being you know between ages twenty one and and twenty six, with Derek White being you know the oldest of the quote unquote young group. Dejounte's twenty four. Um, Lonnie, me and him are the same age. We're uh, I believe we're both. He's twenty two and I'm twenty two. Um, you know we're all. It's I don't know if an eighteen year old prospect fits that timeline well. Uh, and so I don't I don't know if Patrick Williams is 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 the answer there. Yeah. Um. Before I go to my next group, I just want to extend off of what you were saying before you read your last group. I definitely went more of from a straight prospect point of view. I didn't go to what situation they could land in this and this and this because I think most uh mock drafts I look I've looked at have Sadiq Bay going lottery if not 15 or 16 like right there um towards the end of the lottery or still pretty early first um but i had him at 18 
on this board because I believe there's better players, but I think his abilities are going to transfer better to some of those teams that have the earlier picks. Yeah. Obviously. Um, I guess I'll I guess I'll just read my list the rest of the way through. I'll just do my next 10 players because yep. um, these are players I was like, they could get drafted, they could not get drafted at this, this point, except for one of them. I think I have Nico Mannion in this point. Um, I believe he's early second um, level pick, definitely going to get drafted, but not quite sure um, where all these players are going to fit on rosters, similar to your tier six. Um, so 31, I have Isaiah Stewart. 32 is Nico Mannion. 33 is Desmond Bain. 34 is Malachi Flynn. 35 is Killian Tilly. Uh, 26 is Xavier Tillman. 30, or thir- 26, 36 is Xavier Tillman, 37, Devon Dotson, 38, Precious Achua, 39, Daniel Atudu, and 40, Emmanuel Quickly. A lot of these players, I just see that that they're good in their roles, but I don't know where their roles fit on many rosters in the NBA. Like you were saying with Precious Precious Achua, there's not many teams he's going to fit on. Um, And even if he fits on them, it'll be for a couple of seasons to fill a spot because the way he kind of plays, I feel you can find a, a lot a lot of guys coming out of college for a lot cheaper than what he may do. But, you know, who knows? Yeah, and just to close on my Patrick Williams thoughts because I feel like he's such he, – like some people are very high on him. Others are very low. I'm kind of in the middle. Um, you know, you look at his game and especially off the bou- – off the uh, not off the bounce, just off the ball – uh, he, he sh- his jump shot is noticeably slower in catch and shoot. He's obviously most comfortable in the mid range. He's a he's a strong finisher, meaning he use uses power moves to finish at the rim, but he's not a crafty finisher. Um, he moves like with, with all due respect, he moves like a big man. And um, playing, you know, the three four, man, that the game's only getting more and more athletic, man. And for players who aren't outrageously athletic. They're going to have to, you know, use a lot of their skill to make up for that. And that's fine. Like, obviously, you know, athletic players are people who are use their athleticism as their main trait, as their main go-to. You know, their careers aren't as long as others um, that, you know, primarily use skill, and that's where they kind of balance their game on. But in this modern NBA, at least in the now, man, he, he does have an uphill battle to fight. And I think I don't know I don't know how confident I would be in the Spurs sense because obviously I'm a Spurs fan and a lot of Spurs fans want him. I don't know how confident I would be in his development uh, with this young group, with this group they have right now. I think he'd be better utilized and better suited for like a Detroit Pistons scene where they're gonna get they're gonna give him time to grow, or in like a Charlotte Hornets. But uh, but even then, I think the best spot for him would probably be be Detroit. He needs as much time as possible. I like that. <laughs> but that's uh, cute. <laughs> uh, we can go into our mock draft, bro. What's it called? We can do. Uh, we're going one through fourteen. Yeah. Um, and we can break that up however you want. If you wanted to do like one, we'll do one to five. Yeah, and you can go first. L- let me pull up the where I had it. I had them on two different documents. If you want to go ahead and go. Already. Uh, do your one to five. Okay. I don't so know if we're gonna be too too different here though. So my number one pick, I have Charlotte trading with Minnesota. I have them trading. Um, because there's been a lot of rumors that Charlotte is really in love with James Wiseman. 
Um, Golden State has been kind of doing a little smokescreen, saying they're interested in Denny Avdija, uh, that, that they like Obi Toppin, you know, players like that. Um, I have the Hornets drafting up with Minnesota. They're trading number three in Terry Rozier for number one in Josh Okoge, and they draft James Wiseman. Uh, I have them trading Terry Rozier to Minnesota, and I have Minnesota willfully taking um, uh, Terry Rozier because they're going to need a backup point guard. Um, and I think Terry Rozier and off the bench is much better than, than Terry Rozier, the starter. Um, next, at number two, I have Golden State taking Onyeka Okongwu. They want a big. They need a big. I understand they like Denny. They like what he brings. But as long as you have Andrew Wiggins, you're not going to draft a forward. You have Andrew Wiggins and you have and you have Draymond Green. Neither of those guys are coming off the bench. You have Stephen Clay coming back. You need a big. You have no bigs. Draft on Yeko Okongwu fits perfectly in the modern NBA um, for either style of big. You know, nowadays bigs, they're either stretch bigs or you like to use them in the screen assist game and the pick and roll. And Onyeko Kongu is better on the on uh, on that second side of of basketball, but he does have upside as a shooter. So Golden State gets a dang good pick. Some might say it's a reach, but I think uh, Okongu will be a great player. Um, number three, I got Minnesota Timberwolves taking Anthony Edwards. Uh, many might say that's that's a that's an iffy pick. They don't know how good the fit is, but. In my in my opinion, the fit with Anthony Edwards in Minnesota, obviously they want another shooting guard. They don't like Jarrett Culver. They have rumors about moving Jarrett Culver like crazy. Um, Culver plays both the two and the three. They're in the middle. They don't know what to do. There have been many rumors saying they wanted to trade out of number one just because they don't know essentially who to draft. <laughs> is what it's coming. It was what it's seeming like. And uh, one thing's for certain is that they're not liking the Culver pick a year later. So. Right the wrong and get the bet the best shooting guard in the draft in Anthony Edwards. Number four, number four, I have the Chicago Bulls drafting Lamella Ball. Uh, they've been talking about they want a primary facilitator on offense. They want a playmaking guard, um, someone who can space the floor, who can find the open man, and honestly, who can make everyone around them better. I know they drafted Kobe White last year. I think Kobe White might be best off the bench, um, but he's a bucket. I think on the only way you play. Kobe White and Zach Levine together is if someone gets hurt in front of Kobe White and he has to start. I think they may essentially they're they're, they're a bit redundant together. Um, and then lastly, Cleveland Cavaliers. I know, I know, people are saying they like Obi Toppin. I don't believe that. I think they draft Denny Evdia. I, I it's the only reasonable, only logical pick is Denny right there. I mean, there's no way they draft Obi Toppin. No way. They'd have like 70 bigs on their team. Uh, so I didn't do trades in mine. Um, I, prob- I probably, That's fine. I probably should have. Yeah, no, I mean, I only did it because I'm, I'm buying into the hype. I know you're not supposed to buy into the draft hype. Mm-hmm. I'm buying into it, man. I'm selling out. Uh, yeah. So with that, uh, I, I think Minnesota's gonna draft Anthony Edwards. If they end up trading that pick, I think he'll still be there for them, regardless. I don't think uh, Charlotte or Golden State will draft him. Obviously, you mentioned because their needs. So whether Minnesota's at one or you said they traded to three, right? That's where you had them. One of the, one or three is going to be Anthony Edwards. It just depends on if they end up doing the trade. Um, with that, that leaves Golden State is most likely going to get James Wiseman. Although I never thought of putting uh, Onika Okongwo there. So 
I, I do like that if that lines up that way. Um, then three, the Hornets are still going to be there. Uh, I I think they'll take LaMelo um, before Chicago can get to him. Um, I think Chicago should probably trade up for him, though. They need that playmaker there. Uh, so LaMelo's at three. Um, that leaves Chicago. Um, I believe that they'll take Tyrese Halliburton. I think that's a little high for him, but as far as teams' needs go, um, I think that's I think he fits better there. Um, I think he has a bit more playmaking ability than Kobe White. I think he would fit better as a starter, and he can play the he's played a little one or two. Um, then five Cleveland Cavaliers is Denny. I like Denny. I think he should definitely go top five to any of those teams. Yeah, hundred percent. I think Denny. I think. There's been rumors that Denny might slip, but uh, I'm not buying it. Um, number six, we'll go six to ten. Want to just do yeah? Yeah, do six ten. Um, Atlanta Hawks, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, the Hawks have been saying they want a secondary facilitator. Halliburton is all that and then some. I don't know if he can be a primary facilitator. I've been talking about him recently on Twitter. A couple of great follows like Noah and Trevor have been. We've just been talking about Halliburton like crazy. I, I love him. Uh, they also really like him. Uh, one of them, Trevor, called him a dream spur. I 100% agree. Uh, just a great facilitator, great passer, great pick-and-roll passer. Can make every pass in the book. Uh, he's not as flashy as the mellow ball, uh, but he just plays the right way. He's a very smart player, a high IQ player on both ends. Um, and then playing him, pairing him with Trey gives you a sense of defense in the backcourt. Uh, that is definitely needed. Uh, although he has a funky jump shot, I think he can – I think he can get you 12, 13 points per night rookie year uh, with no issues. Next seven, Detroit Pistons, Patrick Williams. Like we were talking about earlier, um, I think Williams is a, is a player that needs as much time to grow and develop as possible. Um, because should he should he develop correctly and his staff you know gets him right, he will be a good player in the NBA. I'm not worried about that. Uh, I just think there's a lot of going against him in terms of his his body first and foremost because I don't know where he fits I think he fits best as a four and I think he doesn't he's not he's not best suited for, to play the four but that's where his body uh, should go as as playing the power forward uh, eight New York Knicks Keir Lewis Jr. Um, one of my favorite prospects in this draft very underrated player reminds me of a little bit of De'Aaron Fox a little bit of Shai Gildas Alexander just such a crafty player smart player. Um, just great on offense, can make the right passes, elite uh, pick and roll upside. Just a great player, man. I really like Kira Lewis Jr. I can talk about him all day. Um, number nine, Washington Wizards, Devin Vassell. Just the perfect three to fit alongside Bradley Beal and John Wall. Um, he's he's old enough to basically play and contribute now. He's not raw in terms of like Rui Hachimura, who still kind of needs a little bit more time to develop. Vassell can play the three. You can plug and play him immediately. And he'll give you solid production uh, on both ends of the floor. And then lastly, 10. It's going to kill me, but it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen just like this. Phoenix Suns, they draft Killian Hayes. I know they have rumors of drafting Chris Paul. I mean, John drafting. Trading, <laughs> trading for Chris Paul. Um, we don't know that yet. So since we don't know that, that's what I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume they're going to keep their pick. And they're going to draft freaking Killian Hayes. One pick before my Spurs, my second best prospect in the draft. I think he'll fall because he's going to be docked a couple points because he played overseas. Um, he's a bit left-hand dominant right now, but many of these players are, are one-hand dominant anyways. But they're gonna, you know, they're gonna dock him a little bit just for that as well. 
but elite upside as a playmaker, elite upside as a like I cannot stress that. Um, and I feel like in the shot creation, scoring, shooting department, uh, he has plenty of upside. Well, upside there as well. He has a nasty, nasty, nasty snatch back mid range jump shot. Just he, he he's a good player. So my number six. Uh, first of all, oh Onyeka Okungo fell for me because. I don't think Atlanta's gonna draft another big. Um, so You're not liking it because they just got Capella. Yeah, yeah. I, unless he's the space filler, and they feel like they need to grab a young player, um, or younger player rather, um, then I would have him here. Uh, but if not, I have them grabbing another uh, guard, and I I think Tyrese Maxey. Is gonna go. Oh, that's a dirty. Gonna <laughs> go a little bit higher because they need another playmaking ability, and I think, I I think he has the IQ to be up there for them. And then Detroit Pistons. Um, I think this is where OO will fall to. Um, because I mean, at at this point, when you're Detroit, I don't, I don't know what you need, and I think OO is gonna be the best player available at this position. Uh. And then number eight, the New York Knicks. I think they're going to draft Isaac Okuru. Um, the number nine, the Wizards, is they're going to take Devin Vassell, I think. And then number 10, I think, is going to be Colleen Hayes. I agree with you there. Unless Phoenix takes Chris Paul. <laughs> I, uh, You know, it would be interesting because – I uh, I have a prospect that's dropping to the Spurs that, you know, outside looking in, people would be like, you're crazy. Like, that's no way that's happening. I really think Isaac Okoro is going to drop to 11 at the Spurs. Uh, you look at play- teams like Phoenix, that they're going to need a point guard. Rick Ruba is a good player. He's a, he's, a, he's, he's a very, very solid point guard. Catch and shoot player, can facilitate, you know, love Ricky Rubio. Killian Hayes, it's now is the perfect time to draft him with Rubio having two years left on his deal. Uh, his contract is a bit team friendly, so he's expendable. Um, you know, makes sense. The Knicks, huge significant ties to Kira Lewis Jr. Uh, they've there's been rumors that they only want Obi, Kira Lewis, and Danny. One of those three, uh, or Lamelo, but they ain't getting Lamelo. But you know, same thing. You know, Wizards. I feel like they don't they don't need. They could go for Okoro, but I feel like you have two players in Beal and Wall that are older. They want to get a plug-and-play piece like Devin Vassell. So San Antonio Spurs get Isaac Okoro. It's kind of how the way it, it fell. Um, very raw offensive player. He is a much better defensive player than an offensive player. But defensively, he's very stout. He's good at every aspect of defense, um, both on and off the ball. Pretty solid instincts. Um, six six. You know, he's he's a solid player on on defense. Offensively, though, outside of a cut, um, he offers you very little, if anything. Uh, he's a solid playmaker, though. I did disrespect his passing ability. He is a solid playmaker. Uh, I think I think as a as a reactive passer, as a secondary facilitator on an offense, third option facilitator on an offense, um, he'll be very very good. In year one, and that's that's not even considering what happens year two, year three, year four. So, very raw prospect again, but defensively, I think he can play right now, and he gives you kind of vibes defensively of a Keldon Johnson. So, 
I'll take 100 KJs on defense, effort-wise, hustle-wise, and just instinctual. I like I like Isaac Okoro there. Um, number 12, I have the Sacramento Kings drafting Obi Toppin. I feel like they, they're going to go for another big. Bagley's been hurt. You can't count on Bagley for more than 30, 40, 50 games. Uh, and unfortunately, this NBA season is 72 to 82 games. 72 in this year. Next year is going to be back to 82. So, and I, I feel like they're just going to go for another big. Um, unless they draft, I don't think they're going to draft a, a, a point. I don't think there's many true shooting guards left. So, I think they're just going to go with, with uh, Obi Toppin and ride with it. Uh, 13. This is, this is a pick where some people might be like, wow, really? But I think it's going to happen. Um, the Pelicans are going to get rid of Drew Holiday one way or another. I think Drew Holiday is going to be gone eventually, right? They're going to need a two. They're going to need someone who can score off the bounce because Lonzo Ball is best as a catch-and-shoot player, an off-the-ball scorer, a shooter rather. Uh, doesn't have much touch around the rim, you know, as a playmaker, great defender. You know, we know the spill about Lonzo Ball. I think they're going to draft Tyrese Maxey. I feel like Tyrese Maxey can kind of slide into that Drew Holiday role. Um, he's a dog. He can, he can, as a playmaker, very underrated. Uh, I know a lot of people knock him for the shot selection, whatever. Um, listen, folks, I expect these 18, 19, 20-year-old kids to have bad shot selection, especially if they're the best player on their team and the offense is running through them. I expect that. Um, Maxie's a very solid fit, I feel, next to Lonzo Ball and gives them some shot creation, some bounce, some explosiveness. Add some more explosiveness to an already explosive Zion Williamson. Um, I I don't know, man. I'm pretty excited about that pick, to be honest. But 14, Boston Celtics, uh, the last pick in the lottery, I got them drafting Sadiq Bey. Uh, I feel like Boston needs a 3-4 I feel like uh, Gordon Hayward, he really does fill his role properly. Uh, he played, he plays well as a three and D player, but with the money he makes now, uh, they don't need Sadiq Bay to play instantly. You know, they're gonna have Gordon for one more year, and then you know he'll be gone. But they're gonna need someone to step up into that role. Uh, Sadiq Bay has played, I believe he's a sophomore. Uh, he's a three and D player. He can defend multiple positions. He can defend three through five. Uh, can shoot the ball well, can shoot off the catch. Uh, I don't. I think it gives you limited offensive upside in terms of scoring off the dribble. Uh, but in terms of off the catch shooting, um, just overall motion off the ball, cutting, uh, underrated playmaker, and just overall versatile defender, I think he fits perfectly for, with what Boston needs right now. So I got Sadiq Bay at 14. So my 11 to 14 is different than yours because there's a guy still on the board that I know you like a lot. <laughs> and I, it, it may happen. Then again, it's very hard to tell who the Spurs ever are going to draft anyways. But since he's still on my board, I believe y'all could draft Kara Lewis. Yeah, that'd be fire. Yeah, but I don't it, – it's really up in the air. Um, it depends on how this last week of interviews, whatever, how last decisions on players and impressions go for the teams. But I could see y'all getting him, so – don't be too upset, man. I'd be, I'd be, oh my goodness, I'd be doing jumping jacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then 12 for me uh, is going to be Patrick Williams to the Sacramento Kings. He's still on my board. I feel like a lot of people are very high on him. I don't think Sacramento's, I think Sacramento, I mean, needs another player, obviously, at that position. Um, and I don't think they're going to be in too big of a rush to push him. Um, 
and all that good stuff. And then 13 to the Pelicans. Since he's still on the board, I, I don't know if I like that pick. Since he's still on the board and he's kind of a consensus consensus uh, lottery pick, Obi Toppin, but that's because I really don't have another team to draft him. He may drop out a lottery for me, to be honest, because we, we've talked about it before. He's very not a good defender. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a good defender at all as far as room protection goes. Um, so he could very well drop out of the lottery for me for that reason. Um, and then I agree with you. My 14th pick is going to be Sadiq Bey. I've liked him since we started doing all this stuff. Uh, 3-and-D player to a championship-level team. I'm not too worried about. So I think it'll be good there, though. Yeah, I um to, to go back to Obi Toppin, a lot of people might, you know, scoff at that. But it's a true assessment. On many nights, he's going to be probably the worst defensive big on the floor no matter who he plays. Um, he's not a rim protector. He doesn't rotate strong to the rim. He's a bad post defender. And then in the pick, in the pick and roll, he's barbecue chicken, for lack of a better word. Um, and, it, I mean, it's no disrespect. It's just where he's at right now. Yeah. You know, who knows where he can be. But right now he's not a good defensive prospect. Uh, he's a much better offensive player. He can he can score the ball. I'm not worried about that. But defensively, the pick and roll is, is one-third of a team's offense. And and d- defending that one third of the time he's gonna be you lost. Know, yes, and 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 that's just what reality is. So that's why I think he'll fall. I think a lot of people. Are, I mean, I think he'll fall out of the lot out of the out of the top ten. Top ten, but not the lottery. Not the lottery. But if he was to get drafted early, that means according to my mock draft, I'm wrong somewhere, which I hope I am. Um, someone will be another good prospect could potentially be pushed down into my my Spurs laps. Yeah. Like in this draft, Isaac Okoro dropped. Um and you know people could say I guess my only pick that people could really argue with is Golden State taking taking Okongwu, but I mean for me Okongwu dropped too. He was Yeah. 8 or 9 for me. I already forgot. Yeah, <laughs> but Okongwu Okongwu fits exactly what the Warriors want right yeah. now. So especially from a big, you know what I mean? So I don't think they're going to draft a guard. I don't think they're going to draft a, a, a three or a four because yeah. you have two players already there. Wiggins makes a boatload of money, and Draymond is Draymond. I don't. He's he's the glue for that team. I still believe that. Um, but that's where I stand on this mock draft. That's where we stand on our big boards. Um, I would like to get one more episode of this stuff in before our draft. Um, so likely next week we'll hit it one more time at least do another mock lottery draft based yeah. on what is what said over the, what's said over this yeah, next week exactly. by teams like if because Golden State's like oh we're drafting Denny yeah. well then we're like well or if Chris Paul gets traded to the Suns that changes a lot of stuff yeah if there's trades right before the draft so we'll hit this up one more time guys we'll get this episode out to you quickly and uh yeah I really enjoyed this so I, th- I think we're done yeah we're we're just about done so thank y'all very very much for tuning in and listening to us um be sure to you know like our podcast go ahead and uh go to our twitters at and dame that's at a n t a n d d a m e go ahead and follow me on twitter at d a bartonic that's at d a b a r t o n e k show us some love retweet the podcast follow the podcast we've hit well over a thousand followers i've hit over 3500 thank and salute all of y'all for all the love and support and i'm gonna kick it to and he's gonna end the show
All right, y'all, and make sure while you're on Twitter, you read some of Dame's articles because he's doing, he's done what, three draft articles? Four? Oh, I've done a lot. But in the last month, he had three or four. Three, yeah. three or four in the last <laughs> month. All right, I, I knew three or four was somewhere. But make sure y'all show him some love. He just did a, another one for the Spurs who he thinks they should pick, who could be a good fit for them. Uh, but, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at Anthony F. Joseph Zero. If not, just go and make sure y'all follow our podcast page. That's where most of the content is going to be. And that's all from us. We're out.